And welcome back to Cinema Cemetery. I'm Kate. I'm Dan. And this is episode 53, 1983's best picture, Terms of Enmeshment. No? Kate, you had one job. It's episode 56. We we practiced. Did I? What was it? What did I say? 53. Well, you know, I think... I think points should be given for consistency on my part, which now, is... folks, a- you'll have to forgive us, uh, and it might not seem like this to you. There was a big gap in our release schedule between Gandhi and uh, the previous one, Chariots of Fire, so many people might think that is where we took our break, but it it's was not, not true. It's actually <laughs> this episode that has held everything up. Gandhi's just been <laughs> sitting around. Sitting so Gandhi, Gandhi was just released last week. And, uh, you know, we see we, we make no apologies in Gandhi because we had not taken a month long break at that point. Uh, whereas this episode, we are going to do that because uh, it's just we? been just been busy. This I don't know. Well we've, been, I, well, we've been dodging this one. I think I think there were a couple of things there. One, it's summer. And so I think both of our calendars were respectively full. And then um, we discovered the entire Fast and Furious series that we had both never seen. And now we've seen all of them. We'll have another. Are we doing doing an episode of that? I think we should. I don't want to promise anything, but I think so, right? (laughs) I I don't want to say we're definitely going to and and not follow through. But at at the moment, that is a goal. Yes. um, But then the last reason. Considering we don't get paid for this, like I don't, I'm not making a real apology. It's just what happened. The last last reason was neither of us wanted to talk about this movie. No. On various occasions. That was the real reason. We would have time set aside and then say, all right, our, our plans are either, and we'd have three options, and, and we would always rule out recording this episode first. Like recording, dinner, or watch nine movies in a week and a half. And yeah, so we're, then we decide, well, we, we can't record because we don't want to, and now we're back. <laughs> so that we explains our, our little summer delay, and hopefully it's the last one in the 80s. I know the 80s have some some tougher stuff we got through most of them okay this one just tripped us up a little and hopefully we can we can power through the next few well we're gonna get through this and then we're gonna get to watch amadeus which has just enough notes see what yeah. i did there yeah. so thanks for coming and uh that was our our conversation on terms of i guess we should talk about the movie a yeah Term, i mean people. terms of endearment i some people love this movie and so, well, a lot of people loved this movie because it received critical acclaim and won the Oscar. And I am wondering how, you know, one of the one of the uh, critics like described this as being so well acted and smartly scripted that it's almost impossible to resist. And yet. We- and yet. We did. We, we, we did, did for a long it. time. But yeah, this wins uh, Best best Actress, uh, Best Screenplay, Best uh, Supporting Actor, another nomination for Supporting Actor, Director. So really the only thing separating this from a Grand Slam is that Jack Nicholson was supporting and not a full uh, actor yeah. credit, which he almost could have been if they yeah. had wanted to string it that way. And the other thing was this is a James L. Brooks production. He directed and, and produced and whatnot. And I love James L. Brooks. Right? Like, his stuff is great. But here, I just... Maybe it's a generational thing. 
So should we should we do should we do the summary? I think you oh, should. Kate, do I'm the not summary. even re- I'm not even realizing this now. We were we were saying this as we were watching it, but he was uh, he directed as good as it gets. Yeah. And this movie feels very much like as good as it gets. I didn't realize it he does. was responsible for both. This is like a worse version of as good as it gets, and a yes. worse version of what was the other one? Um, something's got to give. Something's got to give. As good Which as it I was gets. surprised that you had seen. <laughs> Yeah. You were like yeah, speaking so. of it as you knew. So Jack Nicholson getting in a, a relationship uh, as a curmudgeon guy with a uh, neighbor is it seems to be a, a That's cinematic universe. That's what this is the, the, <laughs> the early one. And we go from there. Yes. So, yeah, I would like to turn the tables and I would like you to give the plot summary because I think you were unprepared, assuming that you would make me do it. Oh, well, uh, let me try to keep it uh, short here. This movie advertises itself as, as taking place over, I think it's multiple decades. 30. That's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit cheating because the first scene is um, Shirley MacLaine and her infant daughter, right? And right. then the next scene, the daughter is... Um, 20, you know, 19, 20. Right. And, and, then, and then the movie legitimately takes place over about, what, seven years or 10 years yeah. or something. Uh, so, yeah, we see Shirley MacLaine as this overprotective mother, and it seems to be like an Emily, Lorelai Gilmore kind of relationship thing, not necessarily with the money involved, but just the, the mother wants very much to be actively involved in the daughter's life, and the daughter... Uh, does talk to her mother frequently, but uh, is also aware that the mother is so uh, annoyed. The the real you know hook of the film occurs when uh, our main character gets married, and the mother comes to her the day before and says, "This is a bad idea. I don't want you to marry this guy." Jeff Can't Daniels. marry Flat Horton. Right, and uh, and and so she does, and and they both go off, and most of the movie just follows this marriage. They they start off, um, they have some children rather quickly. They move several states away, uh, following his career. Both characters uh, have affairs with other people. Uh, they divorce, separate, split. Sort of this falls apart, and then we get to the uh, conclusion where where just more more bad things happen. In the meanwhile, we're following the B story. You know, this is a TV episode, the B story with Shirley MacLaine, and she has uh, the astronauts, seemingly based off of um, Buzz Aldrin, uh, living next door, played by Jack Nicholson, and he is you know, bringing home these girls uh, every couple nights. He seems to be this playboy, but none of them are staying, and something sort of happens there. So on the surface, it's very sitcom-y, uh, very much a prototype to a, a This Is Us, right? You, you get the sense that this could have been a, a season or, or so of, of, of This Is Us in, in this premise. Just this idea I, I, of following... Is it following because of the cancer? That, well, it's just you're following regular people um, and in a very short amount of time, about 18 bad things happen to them. Sure. Right, and they have to deal with all of them at once. So... Yeah. That's that's as interesting as it gets. If it sounds like my summary was unremarkable, it's because it was. Uh, the, the The movie has no, perhaps a you know climax with the cancer at the end, but otherwise, it's it's a, not a trying to do anything like that. It's not a movie about plot twists. It's not a movie about giant themes. It's just sort of following these people over time, and you you understand a, a tonal element to it as you go. Yeah. I think that's probably the most apathetic descriptor we could we could find. I mean, things that also pop up in this movie are you're watching the dynamics of 
relationships. And I think some people would say, you know, it's real relationships, right? It's real life where you love and hate people, but you still, when you love people, you still show up for them when it counts. And like, yeah, but also like some of the stuff and the dynamics of the relationships are really unhealthy, which is why I say terms of enmeshment, like flap and, um, Emma, each have affairs, right? John Lithgow, the ref- the affair with John Lithgow and Deborah Winger is so weird because it like starts in line at a grocery store and it's just, I don't even understand the appeal. They just are both lonely and it's not even like there's any passion. It's very confusing. But um, the other thing about this movie that people of note would it's it's the scene where Shirley MacLaine loses her shit in the hospital and is like, give my daughter the drugs. And I had always thought there was like a big lead up, right? Like just like a slow, like, can you give my daughter medicine and like build it? But she just starts screaming. It's it's out of nowhere. Not a build up, just Shirley MacLaine losing her mind. And so, yeah. And this character is like that throughout the whole movie. Yeah. She in, in the very first scene. Well, we realize in the very first scene, this is something that has not aged well about the movie. In the very first scene, she's worried about her infant daughter sleeping, right? She keeps checking in on this kid to make sure it didn't die in its sleep. And they show this baby in a crib, and the crib is surrounded by, like, this bumper. There's a pillow, and there's multiple blankets in there. And so it's like, no wonder yeah. the kid didn't die, because that crib is a death trap by, by 2021 standards. <laughs> like- um you're, you're not if for anybody that doesn't know you're not supposed to do that anymore uh you're supposed to swaddle the kid hard and have nothing else in the crib because otherwise they <laughs> oh and the, the baby was sleeping on its stomach too so she was yeah, like there was a they lot were doing on. their best to get rid of that baby but uh, maybe she knew something but yeah there's I, I i don't even know if i if i go through and think about you know in a in a in a stereotypical movie, right, uh, there, there'd be a scene partway through where things fall apart in, in the marriage and she moves home and there's this big switch and maybe we never see uh, the husband, Dan- Jeff Daniels' character again. Um, and I kind of thought that's what was happening the first time I saw the movie. But then he keeps popping back up and, oh, they're yeah. actually, they're not divorced. They're still around. Oh, or they still love each other. Like, they, they still get each other, but also agree they don't really love each other. It's a very weird... I, I, their dynamic is off. Yeah, and the movie's not, I, in its lack of saying anything, it's saying something, I suppose. But it, if you're looking for the, the typical beats, it's not there. And <laughs> I, not. it's tough for me to say, well, it should have been, because it's not though as, as though it tried to, to do that and failed. It, it intentionally didn't. It just... I'm just very surprised this type of movie won Best Picture. It seems like one that might get nominated. It seems like one that would make the eight or nine spot, and it did okay at a film festival, and it's along for the ride. And and I I would have appreciated it perhaps in that way. But when when it wins, it's like, whoa, what what was it about this at the time that, that caught people? I don't know. I I want to say it's, but there are similar. I mean, going going over long decades the tried and true complicated relationship between a mother and daughter um terminal illness there's some serious you got the heavy hitter serious topics in a film that i think probably drew people to to say this is a good one also it was very critically it was received well right people went to see this movie 
I, I guess if you look at, I mean, what Rotten Tomatoes means, so it has about a 75%, which sounds um, okay, but that's 75% of the reviews were positive. That doesn't mean it got three out of four across the board. It means that 25% of the reviews were negative, and of the 75%, you know, some are some are three out of five stars, and some are three out of four stars, and some are, right, maybe you know, two and a half out of four stars. So for a best picture, this movie was not super acclaimed whereas you look at a, a godfather or a lawrence of arabia in the high 90s uh, very low oh, not everything can be the godfather or lawrence of arabia i'm just saying it's not as though except this except movie... for fast and the furious nine it can uh, yes that we would much rather be talking about <laughs> our fast and the furious films um yeah i guess kate we can talk about what we've sort of danced around this because it's it's tough to get into this movie without just getting stuck in events, but I, what about this movie worked well for you? I mean, did you like anything about it? Or you seem to be praising it suddenly, which surprises me. No, I, no, 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 no. I was saying like of the time, like those are objective beats that when they're in the film, people tend to, to say it was good. Um, things that did work. Jack Nicholson worked great. I can never get mad at him. The his just, creepy gruffness with his little smile sign me up he's adorable um so the relationship between him and aurora i enjoyed that i was cool with um I well think i agree it's funny it's like i was watching this and i'm like i wish the whole movie were just about jack nicholson yeah. and and then it, they made those movies right <laughs> something's gotta give and as good as it gets so yeah, those are the, the ones part. you should see yeah yeah um, so that that worked for me. Um, the complicated relationship between the mother and daughter, y- yes, yes. Um, I think that was there. I was just confused about if you already have one complicated relationship, did we need to have the relationship between Flap and and um, the daughter be also complex? Like it was just like they did like. For example, the movie It's Complicated did this and did it better. So I'm wondering, like, what are we doing? <laughs> I just see the comparisons that we're making here are the type of movie this is. This is, again, why we're... This is right up there with Because I Said So from 2006. Uh, I, because I Said So? To me, this I movie wasn't... That movie. It wasn't terrible at first. Uh, I, I kind of liked that it was following the people over time and they were getting older and we were seeing changes in their lives and the, the mix-ups halfway in between. It lost me, though, at the cancer, right? This movie yep. has already shown the strained relationship with the mother and it's shown the strained relationship in the marriage and that by and plus the Jack Nicholson subplot and that by itself. I mean, you do need some sort of climax or something to happen, but that by mm-hmm. itself should have been enough to carry the movie. But maybe it's just because it's become cliche or maybe it feels like a, this is us episode but they throw in cancer at the end and so not only is all the other things have occurred but the the main character is going to die of cancer and that's oh okay suddenly this is a tbs two to four movie or a lifetime movie or it's 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 uh it got really serious really fast yeah i agree with you i thought that was redundant given everything else that happened and just the way like Oh, like the assumption that obviously the dad couldn't possibly take custody of the kids and the kids should just go to mom. I was like, but what about Flap? Like, there was a lot there that I was just like, um, okay. Like, there's never, ever been a single father before, ever. Um, oh, yes. We continue our rant about 
this and and that's what happens right the mother of course wants custody of the kids the the shirley mclean character the grandmother wants custody of her grandkids um and we can may perhaps understand why she would want this but then it turns out jeff daniels agrees yeah yeah i wouldn't be great raising my own children you should have them oh okay i'm sure this does happen you just Um, you just made a face that didn't register wow Wow, and and you as the audience aren't meant to think this is a shock. You're meant to go, yep, this is right. This is the the best way for the movie to end. Yeah. Very strange. And like Jack Nicholson helps raise the kids. Like it was just a very, I don't know. I know there are people that love this movie. I don't understand it. So if someone would like to explain it to me, that would be great. After seeing Kramer versus Kramer and Ordinary People and then two years later getting this this is now like the third movie in five years in this category and this is i think the worst of the three because yeah. it's the most cliche at this point it's not really a, addressing a specific issue the other ones I, I think at least had a little bit of um a wider what am scope I looking for? yeah they at least had some gravitas behind the, the issue they were dealing with this one cancer is bad right don't marry an idiot don't don't be one um jack nicholson is funny yeah i think i think jack nicholson if he had not been there this this would have just been uh, a bad sitcom he he wasn't supposed to be there so this move that um that role garrett breedlove was was specifically written for burt reynolds who turned it down and said, there are no awards in Hollywood for being an idiot. Joke's on you, Burt Reynolds, because there are awards in Hollywood for being an idiot. And then Harrison Ford and Paul Newman were also supposed to be cast in that role before it got to Jack Nicholson. I think Harrison Ford would have been a weird choice because he was so much younger at that point. He was like pretty young thing, Harrison Ford, at that point. Um, oh, 83, he would have just finished Return of the Jedi. He, he would have yeah. been okay for that. He would have been like post-peak astronauts that he'd be, he could play 40. It would have worked. It you wouldn't know. have been, it wouldn't have been the same. I think we all can agree it wouldn't have been the same. And Paul Newman, that would have been interesting. I would have been interested to see that. But I, I, I don't think it would have had the same, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But Yeah. I don't Jones know. That's, that's about all we got. That's about all we got. And there were a number of, of actors. It was weird to see. Look, it was weird to see John Lithgow looking so young. It was weird to see Jeff Daniels looking so young. Uh, Danny DeVito, Jack, young cherub face, young Danny, comes yeah. in as a suitor. He's like He's, this groveling suitor of, of Aurora, which was great. It was strange to see Shirley MacLaine looking so different. I guess it was 23 years later. So we should all look at ourselves 23 years later and, and compare, I suppose. But... Uh, so different from her the apartment character right yes um, so suddenly, different she's suddenly uh, on the other side of the generational gap there yeah uh, but i don't know aside from those things it's tough to, it it's tough to say this movie was was bad because uh, i think a lot of it is simply it wasn't what i wanted it to be i think the movie did what it intended to do i don't think that makes it a good movie uh, yep. But I don't think it tried to do a thing and didn't do the thing. It did exactly what it wanted to. It just wasn't something I want to watch. And <laughs> I'm surprised so many people did. I, I don't know. Every now and then you get, well, especially in the, the past 10, 15 years, you get a lot of best pictures like that. Why, why would anyone see this or make this? But I think we're also forgetting that, like, of the time, this probably rang true for a lot of people. And we've just, as a as a world, gotten more adept at telling 
I think we've gotten more succinct at telling these kinds of stories. And this was a, a broad strokes kind of thing. It was trying to hit a lot of different things. And I guess so I, I might disagree with you on that though. I think there were plenty of, I, I just think there were plenty of movies. I mean, think about a movie like, uh, even a movie like All About Eve, right? There, there's plenty of bad, okay. mar- or right. um, from You're here right. to eternity, right? You had plenty of bad marriage movies and and that were uh, better than this, yeah. And weird relationships with parents. The apartment and, was better than this, right? Yeah, yeah. So this, I don't think this, to the same degree that the Kramer versus Kramer and ordinary people were dealing with perhaps more social issues directly. I think yeah. they'd seen this before, but but it, it there it was, and I. I I looked up what it beat, and I don't think any of the uh, losers stood out to me as oh they they should have been in there. So oh, I, I, I don't even know do if that. this is a snub scenario. This was um, I should have had this in front of me, but I didn't. Now I'm going to have to edit out this big pause. Yeah, you're taking. Oh, the right stuff. Okay, I've research. never seen the right stuff, but I've heard that it's good. The Big Chill. Uh, I, I perhaps that's a better movie. I didn't care for it that much, so I can't say. Yeah, The Dresser. I've seen the play. I can't imagine that being a great movie. Uh, so yeah, this, I think this was just a one of those one of those weird years. It's kind but of this uh, was it. Yeah, in terms of endearment, a, one. It's a lot of like grungy. Oh, also like- like Plays. daughters dying, right? Like Steel Magnolia, which played right after, and I watched it. Steel Magnolia was so much better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that was. It, it that had some characters. Years. It had characters you liked or didn't like, and and the, I don't even remember anybody's name in this movie, right? I remember the actors' names, but not, aside from Broad aside from Jack Nicholson being an astronaut, everybody else, yeah. Dan, I think we like keep coming to this point where you and I like decide whether or not a movie is good based on its watchability and how much we are like our attention is held captive at this point. Like <laughs> we're like, was I was I engaged? Nope. Yeah, no, movie. there's absolutely and and you could certainly sit down and do a critical analysis of the shots and the framing and the, the, the structure and figure out all the, the qualities of any good movie. But at the end of the day, did you like watching it? That's what we're talking about here, right? And yeah, you're not wrong. Especially, not wrong. As I think we were, we were far more generous in the early days, right? Because we didn't enjoy any of them. But it was like, okay, uh, let's set that aside and try to figure out why it might be good. Now we're in the 80s, 90s, et cetera. It's like, okay, are you good or not? Like, you, you, you have to just stand on your own. Uh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna prop you up anymore. So, I think that's we part were willing of the, the to issue prop change. Up, prop up, uh, I don't know, the great Ziegfeld, Cimarron, that, right? Cimarron. Nobody Cimarron in twenty was great. Cimarron, well, it it was. <laughs> nobody would watch that today and like it. But if you you have to find it, but to, you know these not so much. Yeah, I'll give you that one. So, so Kate, was where it do better we, or worse than Cimarron? <laughs> that's the question. Where does it go on the list? I think this has to be pretty far down. I've been talking about Kramer versus Kramer, and I feel like Kramer versus Kramer was better. Um, I ordinary people. This might be right next to it. Um, I don't know if I liked it less than I, you know. I is think, this bottom I four or five or, here? I think ordinary people was better. I really. I, would, I mean, 
the the scenes with Judd Hirsch were were fascinating to watch with that one. Um, yeah, I would put it right above Broadway Melody. It's still Whoa, not as you bad. went way low. I was gonna say is it, I, I was looking at a man for all seasons and trying to decide if it was better or worse than that. I, I do think it's worse than that. But Kate, Maybe you said you said below. that ordinary people was better than this, right? Oh wow, we put ordinary. We did not like ordinary people. No, and suddenly it looks oh, good. Yeah, it suddenly ordinary people doesn't look so bad. Ordinary people. I guess we put this below ordinary people, then, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I would. Well, that's where it would go. Well, wow. That's I'm just a scanning shock all the movies the above it. Scanning all the movies above it. I agree, though. All these other, yes, all these other movies I liked more than this. So yeah. this is fine. It's still not as bad as Gigi. So no, that's that, that and Cavalcade and Broadway Melody have a real strong lock. There, there. We should put a disclaimer. There's a huge gap between Terms of Endearment and those bottom three. Plenty of I, stuff can go in there. But like that's I where still we are have now. the Broadway Melody just seared into my brain. Broadway Melody, like oh, so bad and painful and to watch. Well, hopefully Ooh. things bounce back next week. Next week we've got. Amadeus, which both of us have seen multiple times. And we know and, we like uh, it. And we know we like it. Now, sometimes that backfires on us. You know, it doesn't, know. doesn't quite transfer. But I think we will at least be able to talk about more details and specifics and ways that the movie hit us uh, rather than just a plot summary and what the heck happened here. We will not be commenting on the life or um, life choices of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, though. I think that's important to state. It's not important right. to state. I just decided to. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I I I hope I hope there's another episode where we talk about Fast and the Furious. So I, I hope so. We need to. I don't know if we want to rank them or just go through them in order or what. But I, there's a lot. That could be. That could easily. That's easily gonna be an hour. Yeah. If we go uh, in that easily two parter. Like. Yeah. Woo. Hopefully there's it. not a gap as long going forward. Uh, our little summer hiatus hopefully is at an end. Hopefully we're back on the wagon or off the wagon. Something about the wagon. And uh, I, what's the what's the expression? Are you on the wagon? Are you off the wagon? We fall off the wagon. We so we fell off and now we're back we on. We fell off the wagon. I don't know if anyone cares if you get back on the you get back up on the horse, but you fall off the wagon. Okay. All right. That well, maybe we're back on the wagon off the wagon we'll figure it out <laughs> thanks for stopping by we want to again up. want to thank Chaz Hearn for our intro and outro and thank you Andre Perez for our logo art and I'm Dan and I'm Kate and hopefully we'll see you next time from now on I'll go my own way